My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, and today is the weekly horoscope for November 23rd, 2020. And this week, we have three events that are happening, three transits, and they are on November 23rd, is today when I'm posting this. I'm going to talk about how to prepare for the eclipse season that we are actually already in, and how I talked about that a little bit last week some things we can do to start preparing for it, but it's a major transitional, transformational time. Eclipses are like portals that we cannot go back from. So the decisions we make during those times are very important, and we'll talk about that. November 28th, we have Mercury going to Scorpio, where it joins Sun and K2, and a time for Mercury, the planet of communication and intellect and intelligence, moving into Scorpio. The sign uh, represents the depths of our emotions, our psyche, and we'll talk about that. But on the the 30th, November 30th, we have the full moon, and it's also a lunar eclipse. So this is the first eclipse, and then in a couple weeks, we'll have the solar eclipse, and then it actually ties in with an event a couple weeks after that. So it's a very powerful time kicking off with November 30th. And uh, that's going to be in Taurus in the Rohini Nakshatra. So this is going to have to do with our nourishment and our assets and our wealth and our food and our diet and the family as well. So we'll get into that before we do mindfulnewyear.com. You can register for Mindful New Year where we'll do a year review process of 2020 and plan for 2021 using yoga, Ayurveda, and Vedic astrology actually got a message on my Facebook the other day that said uh, my most popular post from 2013 was my uh, retrograde calendar that I made. So I laid, laid out the whole year with all of the retrogrades coming up because I realized that I was having a lot of issues with the retrogrades. So I wanted to prepare for that. And I made a little calendar based on that. And that was my most popular post seven years ago. And it's kind of fun to see that now because it was sort of the prototype of what has become Mindful New Year. And in that course, I go through all of the transits of the whole year, step by step, and give you a one-page sheet that has them all laid out. And you can use that same sheet, a different uh, blank version of it, to plan your year. So it's one of my favorite things. I am looking at it right now. It's in my recording studio, and I have this amazing chart that has all of the transits for the year. So I can always think about, okay, should I put my uh, event on this day or that day? and uh, see where the transits are and see where it makes the most sense. And there are certain days that you want to not plan significant things around and certain days you want to plan certain significant things around. So it's good to know what those are before we make major decisions like travel or buying something like a big thing like a house or a car or moving apartments or moving to a new home, moving to a new town. These sort of major life decisions we want to uh, sort of harness the energies of astrology because everything can be negative, positive, or neutral. We get to choose how it, uh, how we use that energy, not necessarily how it plays out. We don't have full control of the results of our actions, but we have a choice in what actions we choose that we think will be most in alignment for us. So it's always important to get in alignment first. That's why yoga and meditation are so important. And that's why in that workshop, I start with yoga and meditation, and we go into uh, the year planning and review. 
So mindfulnewyear.com is where you can register right now for that. And you can also get an upgraded version of it that includes a one-to-one reading. If you want to schedule a one-to-one reading with me, go to quietmindastrology.com. That's where you can schedule a reading and see your birth chart. So if you want to see where these transits are occurring for you in your birth chart, if you don't already have one, go to quietmindastrology.com and you can get a free birth chart. So starting this week, it's November 23rd, it's Monday, and we are essentially a week away from the eclipse. So the two weeks before an eclipse are a very important time to sort of prepare for it. So if you have sort of slipped into eating a lot more processed foods or foods that are not nourishing for you, it's a good time to clean up the diet a bit and maybe just cut out one thing that you know is not actually serving you anymore and replace it with something that actually is more sattvic, more natural, more holistic. Things like whole foods, whole grains, if you eat grains, vegetables, you know, less processed, the better. All the different diets in the world, they all have their own different takes on things, but they all agree that less processed foods is the way to go. Uh, there's, I don't know of any diets that say you should eat more processed foods and more refined sugars. So we can all agree if you're eating any of those and it's you're feeling out of alignment in some way, that's a good place to look to clean things up. Now, if you want to go to another level, if you've done this before, uh, kitchery cleanse, like I mentioned last week, uh, some sort of fasting, if you do that, like maybe a juice fast or a simple fast of eating like a mono diet, uh, you could do that over a day or a couple of days before the eclipse, so three days at most. But at least uh, some sort of cleaning up of the diet would be very recommended, especially because this eclipse is going to be in Taurus. And Taurus represents those things like our food, our diet, what we put into the mouth. Taurus is the natural indicator of the second house. The second house has to do with all of these things, our speech, our voice, but also what comes into the mouth through our food and our diet. Also, our assets, our wealth, our uh, budgeting. If you don't do a sort of budget already, that would be a great time right now this week to clean up your finances a bit. Is there something that you're subscribed to that you don't want to subscribe to anymore? You can unsubscribe from that and uh, see if you if you miss it, you go back. Right, so You can always go back to these things. If there's somewhere that you're losing money that you don't necessarily really want to be spending money, like on going out to eat or getting a coffee for $4 when you can make it at home and, you know, costs significantly less. So cleaning up the finances and the assets, how you're managing your wealth, and not just financially, but also your time. Time is the most valuable asset that we have because we never get it back. It doesn't matter how much money you have. There's no buying time. So is there a place or a way that you're wasting your time that you don't really want to be? Now, I'm a big fan of intentional sort of checking out time where you just let yourself be dumb and brain dead and watch dumb things on YouTube and just sort of detach for a little bit, right? This is healthy. It's a healthy way of sort of breaking away from the routine of the day. And, you know, I think historically we sit by the fire at the end of the day and listen to people tell stories and I think it's great to find time to watch movies or watch things that aren't necessarily the most sattvic thing and the most spiritual thing and, you know, the most peaceful thing. 
because we need a break of just being human and flawed and listening to stories and hearing people's perspectives and just getting a break from their normal, maybe pressure we might put on ourselves. So that can be a form of nourishment of, you know, if you watch a, a show that's like a guilty pleasure, great, enjoy that. You can enjoy that this week, but overall, right, we don't want to let those things become dominant in our lives. Occasionally, great, but if that's all we do, then there's going to be a problem, right? If we spend all of our time just sitting on the couch watching TV, we're going to lead to disease and decay, of course. So we want to not let that take over our lives, but also not say we should never have any of this and cut everything out. Right? You can have bad foods occasionally and processed foods and refined sugars. But as Ayurveda would say, everything can be a poison or a medicine. And even eating extremely clean and healthy and only doing positive things can at a certain point make you so detached from other people and the world around you that it's disconnecting and it creates more issues than good. Right? So we want to be mindful of uh, finding a healthy sense of engagement with the world and and being in the maya, the illusion, the muck, the mess, the ups and downs, the uh, guilty pleasures, the bad TV, the bad food occasionally. It's not going to kill us. And in fact, it might actually strengthen our ability to sort of rest and recover and go back to the things that do matter to us. I always think of my friend who's like one of the hardest working, most successful people I know. And he prioritizes movie night every week without fail and eats like bad food during the movie night. Right. So it's like this very tamasic, heavy, dull part of, you know, his week. Uh, and it ultimately, I think, makes him more effective because he has a break, a sort of pause and break from his usual activities to just be very tamasic. So we need tamas and rajas as much as sattva. We need all of the gunas and we are human. So it's important to have those human experiences. But this week, I, I do encourage some sort of cleansing, uh, some sort of cleaning things out, feng shui, like I mentioned last week, making your home more harmonious, feeling good to be there. If there's clothes that you don't like, you don't wear anymore, maybe letting go of those clothes or just things in your home that have been like sitting there for weeks for no reason. They've been wanting to donate or move or clean up. It's a great week to do that. So again, you want to be a clear channel. You want to be connected to your source and in alignment when the eclipses come because the decisions that you make during the eclipses are profoundly amplified and it's going through a portal that you can't go back. So whatever choices you make, you want them to be as clear and intentional as you can. And if that means you need more rest this week, then do that. If that means you need less rest and you got to like get to work on some things, do that this week. But you know what's in alignment for you and you know when you get centered and clear that you have that voice, the Atman, the true self within you that knows what you need to do, knows where you need to go, where you need to be. And you get the little synchronicities. As one of my teachers would say, the God winks of yes, you're on the right path, or no, you're not on the right path. Don't go that way. You get the little messages of like premonitions or omens. It's like, no, 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 don't go that way. Or yes, go this way. So we want to listen for those. And again, the more clear channel we can be, the more we can receive those and see them and sense them. And that comes down to diet, nutrition, your home environment. Do the things around you light you up and make you feel more in alignment or do they make you feel less in alignment and more confused, right? 
sometimes you've got to make a tough decision of, you know, you're stuck on something. You just can't find clarity. Try everything you can. Get help. Go to a therapist. Talk to a friend. Do meditations. Do yoga. Journal. Reflect. Consult an astrologer. Look at your chart. Uh, do these sort of things to get clear. But if you're still not clear, sometimes you just have to make a, de- a decision or a choice that is difficult. And with the sun, with K2, with Mercury this week, uh, that's going to amplify that sort of time to really reflect of like what needs to be cut away. So what K2 represents. The sun is your vitality, your authority, and it's in Scorpio and it's going into the depths of things into your psyche, into what really motivates you. And it's with K2, and it's going to be with Mercury. Mercury takes on the qualities of whatever it's with. So Mercury is just like taking your intellect to say, like, what need? What do we need to let go? What do we need to change here? Because we want to be really clear, again, for these eclipses and this eclipse season. So that's November 28th is when Mercury goes into Scorpio with Sun and K2, and this is about a three-week period. It's a great time to be doing mantras and or pranayama practices. I'm a big fan of alternate nostril breathing. If you go back through the yogic texts in the Hatha Yoga Pradipika, the alternate nostril breathing is highly, highly recommended to do three times a day, morning before sunrise, noon, and evening at sunset. If you could just do it once a day for five minutes, just alternate nostril breathing, inhale one side, exhale the other, that is even just that can be really purifying, clarifying, and powerful. So it's directing the air element, which Mercury rules, and that's all amplified with being with the sun and K2 in Scorpio. So we want our intellect to be as clear as we can, and alternate nostril breathing is a great way to do that or mantra, because mantra is essentially pranayama practice, because we have to exhale a lot to sing the words, and then we have a very brief inhale to repeat. So mantra, when you're actually voicing it, it can be a really powerful way to focus the intellect, the buddhi of Mercury. And then on the 30th is the big day of the lunar eclipse. It's also a full moon, of course. And it's in Taurus in the Rohini Nakshatra. Rohini is ruled by the moon, so the lunar energies are a big emphasis here. So the, the moon is eclipsed. So in a way, our mind, the moon, and our emotions might not be fully clear to us. So again, this is why doing the practices, all the cleaning stuff I mentioned is so important to have that clarity as best we can to perceive ourselves as clearly as we can and make choices that are in alignment. So especially on this day and the couple days before, eating sattvic foods, getting lots of rest, lots of water, and being near water if you can, if you're by the ocean or a stream or river, or at least taking a bath or a long shower ideally a bath with candles and like a whole self-care ritual about it. Because being around water during the lunar eclipses helps us again find more alignment and attunement to what wants to come through us. So we're always doing what we can to listen within to that voice and being near water, around water can help that as well. Drinking lots of water, staying well hydrated is very important. 
Think about what nourishes you. Reflect on the past year. So this is why I put my Mindful New Year event at this point. It's right at the beginning of this uh, sort of eclipse season. Really, the two weeks before is the beginning, the preparation. That's when I put it out so you could sign up. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to do my events. I'm a little biased. I think you should do it. It's amazing. But at least do something to review the past year and plan for the year ahead because the decisions made now have lasting significant effects. And we want to look at, especially right now, the decisions around nourishment, food, family, wealth, assets. Again, the assets of our time, our energy, and our attention, the wealth of finances, managing our money, our relationships to our family, where we come from, our background. Is there something that needs to be discussed with the family, a conversation to be had? So this is opposite with the sun, Mercury, and K2. So there's that influence of Mercury, communication there, the sun, your vitality, finding your authority and your power. And that is sort of eclipsing and taking over and overpowering the moon, our mind and our emotions. So we could make rash, rash decisions at this time that are too cutting away, too sort of arrogant and selfish and cutting things away, which K2 represents the arrogance of the sun and Scorpio, which can be like the Mars energy of the warrior just got to make a decision. That can be eclipsing the mind and emotions so what you can do to be more intentional with this energy is do something selfless. Give away your time, your money in some way. It's something that you care about, like donate to a cause you care about, a charity you care about. Volunteer your time somewhere. Reach out to a family member you've had a conflict with just for uh, them. Like if there's somebody who's been wanting to connect with you and you felt like, oh, I don't know, just reach out for them. Do something selfless. And generous. It could it could be just five minutes. It could just be one dollar you donate. But this act of knowing that I am not all powerful, this because my son is here where it is right now, doesn't mean that I am the center of the universe. And the sun's gonna move, of course. And K2, all these planets are gonna move and things will change. But this time we could be a little hot-headed and rash with our decisions if we haven't done the work to be clear. And you might notice people around you or events happening around you or events globally, politically happening that are more rash and self-centered and not as connected to the bigger picture. And of course, not everybody is doing yoga and meditation. And just because you might or you know people who are, doesn't mean everyone else is doing or even remotely aware or even remotely interested in any of that stuff. But the power of the eclipse affects us regardless. So big decisions, big changes are happening over this next month. And this week is the time to prepare for them. So if you found this helpful, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe on YouTube. I have a YouTube video of this if you want to watch the video. And you can subscribe there, leave a comment. Let me know if there's certain things you want to learn more about astrology and you'd like to see in future episodes. And again, mindfulnewyear.com. You can sign up right now. And there is included an option in there for monthly in-depth sign-by-sign horoscopes. So it's a new offering that will be coming out soon that has a, sort of a, another level of depth to Vedic astrology. It includes a podcast link, just like the one you have now, but it will be new exclusive content with sign-by-sign horoscopes and more in-depth 
studies of astrology. So it's a way to keep really learning astrology. And it, I've heard from a lot of you who want to really learn how to read charts and potentially be certified to read astrology charts and give readings. And I've actually started working with some people in mentorship. So I will have an offering related to that in the near future as well. I'm pretty excited about. But right now I'm just working one-on-one -on -one with a couple people. So if that's something you're interested in, you can reach out to me about that as well. But for now, this week, mindfulnewyear.com is the big event. It's this weekend. There's two times based on your time zone. You can pick the one that works for you. If you can't be there live, you can watch the recording just the same. And I'll be available if you have any questions or comments afterwards. But mindfulnewyear.com, I hope to see you there. It's going to be a really fun event. And look forward to sharing more with you on the next episode, which I'll do a monthly horoscope for December 2020.